Welcome to the first episode, the inaugural episode of an unnamed podcast. In this episode for the first one, I'm going to cover client success and how it doesn't equal client experience, how they're different and why it matters. Summarizing a tweet I made uh, like last week, um, for those of you who didn't read it, and I'm going to expand on it a little bit. So before I start, the goal of this podcast is pretty simple. It's to cover how to make your clients work more. So how to increase retention, how to focus on resells, upsells, how to improve the client experience, client success, and do it in a way that is leveraged because I come from an operational background. So doing it in a way that is systemized, doing it in a way that, you know, you can remove yourself from the day-to-day operations of your business and and just doing it in a more uh, structural and strategic way. So with that being said, let's jump right in. So most companies I've worked with, and I've worked with probably, you know, 1,000 plus since I started uh, my business journey, uh, over 90% of them, they don't separate client success from client experience. And this is precisely why retention across most industries is abysmally low and is why most businesses fail. Um, I don't have the data right now with me on this, um, but it's, it's, it's pretty low. Most clients leave uh, within the first three to six months. Um, and for those that do retain over the first three to six months, they are in like an elite category of businesses. Um, but again, most clients churn. And even those that don't churn, they might only stay because there's no reliable alternative or the uh, cost of switching in terms of time, money is just too high. So let me give you an example that I like to use of a dentist. Now, imagine there are two dentists. They both do the same work. They both achieve the same outcome. Uh, One has an unwelcoming receptionist, no digital sign-in, no goodie bags that you get at dentists, cold waiting room. Um, Maybe they don't have a TV. Everyone just looks angry. It's bad paint job on the walls. Um, When you're done your appointment, there's no uh, post-appointment follow-up. They don't call you, ask how you're doing. Uh, They don't pre-schedule your next appointment. Um, The other dentist has a warm receptionist, nice painted walls, TV is on, magazines, books, water cooler. Everything is digital. You don't need to use one of those wooden clipboards. And they call you post-appointment to ask if everything's okay, right? They pre-book your next appointment. Now, they both help you clean your teeth, but one is more likely to get your referrals and continued loyalty to. Um, You know, it's one thing to have a client who comes in just because they need to do it, right? You need to go to the dentist to get your teeth cleaned. So it's one thing to have someone who just comes in to do that. And it's another to have someone who raves about your business, right? Any chance they get whenever someone mentions, hey, listen, I need to get my teeth fixed. Oh my God, I know this dentist, right? There's a difference between a client or a customer and, you know, a loyal client or customer. So client success is for me, it's the bare minimum, right? It's what's expected. Um, But we live in a day and age where companies hold themselves to such a low bar that client success is considered an achievement, right? If your client gets his his or her uh, teeth cleaned, you know, this is a successful uh, procedure, right? Like that's where the service ends. Like the client got what they wanted. So what else do you want us to do? It's my belief that we need to rethink the client journey. Um, People have high expectations. Now they might not vocalize them, but if your experience doesn't live up to their expectations, they will never refer people to you and your brand will never experience that exponential growth that comes from referrals where one person refers two, two refer four, et cetera, et cetera. Now, again, they may come back in the interim, but only until a better alternative appears. We live in a competitive world. 
which means that we need to really start rethinking the client experience and how important it is for retention. Um, again, you know, taking out the fact that cost of switching providers is often expensive. I feel like it's going to get cheaper as companies make it easier to poach clients. So if you really want to stand out and generate that brand loyalty, those diehard customers that refer you deals, you know, helping clients succeed won't cut it. What you need to do is provide a VIP concierge service. Now, obviously, there are different price points. There are different target markets, but every single person wants to feel valued, special and taken care of in a boutique, in a boutique way, regardless of price, right? So your experience must match or exceed the price of what you're offering. Now, someone gave an example in a reply to the tweet, which was, you know, in certain areas there where it's like low income, people just want to be serviced. They don't care about the quality. To which my response was, that really isn't true because people want to feel human. And most of these low-end services, they still don't make you feel like a human. Think think of the average walk-in clinic or the average ER room, right? They churn you in and out because their goal is to, um, you know, just help you and then kick you out and kick you out, right? Basically like a fast food service. But what hospitals and, you know, walk-in clinics don't realize, or maybe they do realize, they just don't implement it, is that the quality of the experience impacts patient care and patient outcomes. If you're happier when you're in an ER room, you're in a walk-in clinic, you are less likely to be stressed and you are more likely to, you know, receive proper care in terms of uh, post, like post uh, visit follow-up, you're more likely to be happy, which does impact the outcome of the treatment or whatever you're doing. So in practice, here is one simple way to go about this that I implement with my, within my own company. Go above and beyond the expected. So think about your base level service that you provide, then one up that. For example, when we used to onboard a client in my company, it was very rigid. They would pay, they'd get an email, get invited to the onboarding call, then get access to our Slack because the goal was to operationalize our company. We wanted to remove the founder and make it systemized and streamlined. We then decided to add a few unexpected touch points to A, improve the sales handoff, and B, to improve the value of the service and reduce buyer's remorse. So here's what I mean. In between the onboarding call and them paying, which typically takes a week because we onboard in batches, our salesperson now is tasked with checking in with them and asking how they're doing. Most sales handoffs are very clunky, are very clunky sorry. Once the payment hits, they never hear from the salesperson who was with them during the nerve-wracking process of spilling the beans on their problems, on their issues. We make sure our salesperson is holding their hand the entire way. And the reason we do this is because put yourself into your client's shoes, right? Or your prospect's shoes. Someone has a 45-minute sales call with them. They do pre-call follow-up, post-call follow-up. They send the contract, right? They know your deepest, darkest secrets, your fears, everything about you. And they made you make the leap from someone who doesn't know you or doesn't want to work with you to, hey, listen, I want to pay these guys a lot of money and work with them. And then once they get paid, once the commission hits their bank account, it's like, okay, see ya. And you never hear from them. And then they're passed and then they're passed on to some fulfillment team that really doesn't have context around their situation. Or if they do, it's very minimal. So having the salesperson there do some follow-up along, you know, or like before onboarding, during onboarding, and even during the service uh, process, right? Like when you, like if you're offering coaching, your client experience is a win. Having the salesperson also reach out and say, hey, listen, uh, so you had this win. I'm super excited for you. This is awesome. It goes a long way. 
Now, the second element that we changed was we have our CSM reach out via cell phone without warning to introduce herself and to set clients' nerves at rest. Not only does she say, hey, listen, welcome to the program. I'm going to see you during the onboarding call. But she also says, if you're nervous right now, talk to me, right? Like, let's talk through this. Uh, We have a ton of experience working with people in your situation, and we can definitely help you. So don't worry. Sit back, relax, breathe, and we'll take care of you right? What this does is A, you know, it's unexpected, so they like it. Um, but B, it adds uh, a little bit of value in the, in the fact that it puts their nerves and their fears at rest a little bit, right? So you get to meet the CSM, you get uh, contact with from the salesperson. So you don't feel like just a number, you feel like an actual valued customer, right? And then the third big change, or not big change, but the third thing that we make sure that we do is the salesperson, when they close a client, when they close a prospect, They have to input detailed notes into our CRM and tell the entire team the context of that client. So what they were struggling with, where they're at, where they want to go, and what would be a quick win so that we can facilitate a very quick win and a very good experience right out of the gate. So just to summarize those last three points, because I think they're valuable. One, it's improving your sales handoff, making sure it's not clunky. Two is having an unexpected CSM co-founder or founder reach out before onboarding to set their fears at ease. And then third is just having more context that when the sales handoff is done, it's done in a smooth, streamlined way that gives context around the client situation. So that's all I have really for this first podcast episode because I think it really sets the tone for what we're going to talk about in the other episodes, which is you know client success, experience, like retention, et cetera. Um, I'm also going to be interviewing uh, clients in the future that uh, we helped with this kind of stuff. Um, I'm going to be solving problems live on the podcast. Um, In case you're going through any similar problems, I think they'll be valuable for you. But that's all I have. Uh, Eventually, I'll have a name for this podcast, and uh, I will see you in the next episode.